This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rumashes Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. Well, anyways, we're not gonna we're not gonna endorse any kind of company for their no internet no here. no. We'll but just, I we'll just get call some them Spectrum. Internet. <laughs> I pay ninety bucks a month for three hundred gigabytes. Good oh, Lord. ninety bucks a month. Do they call you in the morning? See, <laughs> what are you guys see if paying? If you want coffee or something, I don't know. I pay sixty four. <laughs> like, what are you doing? 90? I think you I pay, pay sixty four dollars yeah. a month, and you have faster internet than I do. Yeah, Dude, I'm, I'm about to upgrade. Dude, call I'm going to call them right now while we're on the podcast. No. Oh, no. <laughs> just just oh, not one of oh, these episodes. I, I will totally. No, you guys no, no, say no. the word. I will make this no, happen. No, word. I'm not saying the word. No, the word is no. I'm not saying that word. The word is no. Yep. Can no, we remember, role play? Remember these, Do you want to role play we, this? So <laughs> Now I got a bunch of drunk Christmas trees going, I think this year I'm going to be a palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good evening, Craft Beer. My name is Donnie. This is the official podcast of the Craftology Radio Network, a collection of craft beer and geek news tied loosely together. Here on Craft Beer's Geek News, we talk about natural stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeky nuggets of pop culture. Who could speak to these topics? All of these topics and more. Myself, hi, Donnie. Um, but of course, I'm joined by Mr. Mustachio Lausman. How are you? Oh, appreciate the info or the intro there. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Quite mustachioed these days. That's true. Oh yes, I enjoy it. People are weirded out by it still, so we're good. That's good. Still, still rocking that social experiment. Oh yes. That's all right. That's it to a T. Ah, good. And uh, also our, uh, our our third co-host here, uh, Mr. Brewman eight one three. Somewhere in that mix, uh, we'll go with the uh, Rye Guy eight one three, and I'm doing Rye all right, all right, all right. Okay, all right. It's hard to keep track of you, but did you finally settle on a name? Is that it? Are we? That's done? it for now. That's it. Okay, for now. that's it for now. I like it. Um, now. It's it's ever evolving, ever changing me. That's true. Like the ever flowing river that is time. That is Never right. stops. Never stops, man. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, um, how you boys been? I feel like it's been, I know it's only been two weeks. I, let's see. I was in Indiana last week. I uh, have a new project at the house, building a clawfish, just like Laos's, like I, like I mentioned before. So that'll be a brand new thing. But hopefully for the first time in like, I don't know, almost a year, I'll get my audio back because I won't be reporting live from the dining room table. So hopefully I'll get, I'll get my, uh, my actual desk back in order, get actually, you know, into a, into like a, a bit of a studio and it won't be exactly a recording studio, but it'll get better. So that should be done this week. And, um, and yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. But what have you guys been up to? Oh, well, uh, I've been doing a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> uh, been playing some Steam games and got a friend of the show uh, loaded me up on. Uh, now I have a stack of a virtual stack of shame, so I'm working on that and having a great time doing it. You know who you are, and uh, mm. actually, actually, I can say who it is. It's Joe. It's Joe. From Everyone Twitter. knows Joe. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he uh, he hooked me up with a bunch of games he wasn't playing and. 
I just haven't looked back since, so been having a lot of time on the computer and uh, watching old movies. That's about it. Yeah, good for you. That's awesome, man. I uh, let's see. Last weekend, uh, had a great time up in Hamona Sassa. Uh, did some scalloping. Didn't get any scalps, but that's okay. Wait, you uh, didn't get any? Not one. How does that work? Huh. I guess it was too late in the season, or we were just in the wrong spot. Who knows? <laughs> I thought about no. I th- I thought about uh, maybe just going to Publix and just buying some just to make it easier. Uh, but it, overall, it was a great experience. Um, and uh, what was it? We ate a ton of food afterwards. We cooked tabachi and everything else. And then we were on the river up in, uh, was it Crystal River, Rainbow River area? And everybody had their boats out in, in the springs. It was just a fun time. Uh, and then besides that, man, just golf. Golf and work, you know? Trying to trying to get that uh, get on the tour one day, I guess. We'll see. Wait, what? Get on the tour? That's your that's, <laughs> that's the new thing? I'm, I'm nowhere near tour ready but uh do you have a handicap yet oh i don't know how to calculate that those are well it's a big word start there before you you shoot for the tour <laughs> i don't know what that means i i tried to try to figure it out but uh right now i lose about 15 balls around and i don't care so um you might want to get well, sponsored before you get on the tour <laughs> sometimes it's not all my fault that i lost the ball it's just the the, the rough and you can't find it you know what i mean so that happens too, but no, I've just been staying busy and and uh, you know taking care of business. Taking care of business. <laughs> we were all thinking it. Well, no, speaking of thinking, though, I was thinking of you, Ron, because um, I, I know I told you guys I was up in Indiana all week uh, at the in-laws, but me and Jenny actually went to. They have this beautiful park, and the weather was incredible. It's like it was like seventy-five, not even mm. a, a. It never topped seventy-seven. I think the whole time we were there. And every day we went to the Frisbee golf course um, and we played Frisbee golf every day. And, um, and they had this, like the first seven, I think first seven or eight, maybe even, I think the first eight holes are actually like in this big open field over kind of like a, a, like a river and a little lake and stuff like that. And then the last, I think five go into uh, the woods and they go like up and down these big hills and then the final two are kind of like a combination of two where there's like you got a big, you know, dog leg left around into a um to a big like past the thicket. And then the last hole is kind of right by this big lake. But man, it, it reminded me of like actual golf because some of the I've never played par six on Frisbee golf, but that was Ooh, crazy. Par it was six. like literally like a golf course. Like it was yeah. It was so far away. It was nuts. And we played it, um, I think, four out of the seven days we were there. So it was it was great. Isn't it nice just to be outdoors doing something? It was, yeah, it was when the, when the weather was like 76 degrees. I mean, otherwise, it's, it's crazy. But uh, down here, it's too hot. I don't know what you're talking about, Ryan. I really haven't left my tiny little apartment. <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it, there's nothing wrong with that either. I just – I've – I just love being out on the course and you know when you hit that good shot you're like hell yeah and then when you hit that terrible one you just want to throw your club like happy gilmore you know yeah but it's still fun it's still fun drink a couple beers play a couple holes see what happens yeah so yeah it works and that's exactly how that that frisbee golf was too man i'm telling you it was a blast i forgot how much i love frisbee golf and we actually found a disc out there and then jenny cracked one in the woods so we came out net zero you didn't lose 15 frisbees Mm-mm. No, <laughs> I couldn't afford that habit. No, they're more expensive than golf balls, but that's fine. 
Um, all right. Anyways, well, good. Well, glad to hear from you guys. Glad everything is going well. I feel like it's been longer than just the uh, the two weeks yeah. that we do this thing, but I feel like a lot's just been going on, and it's still crazy times. I mean, we're still in the middle of this damn COVID thing. So, just when will it end? I don't know. I don't know. But I know what I do know is uh, I have a really good beer tonight, and I've actually had a couple of them. Um, anybody else bring anything good, Ryan? Yep. Husband? Yeah. yeah right. I think you specifically said you were actually drinking a beer today. So why don't you kick us off? <laughs> I, I actually have two if I can okay. steal some right. time. So sure. a friend of mine um, that's in the Catador Club for uh, Scar City. Sorry, I'm slipping the brain there. Made me a Patsy. And he's like, hey, because he lives up north. And he's like, hey, man, I can't get down there in time. Can you go pick up this beer for me? You can have it. Enjoy it. Drink it with your friends or whatever the case may be. So I was like, sure. So I registered and went and picked it up. It's called Fanny Merritt Farmer's Ghost. Okay. And it's a rum barrel aged double nut brown ale with cinnamon, raisins, and vanilla. Comes in, uh, it doesn't say the ABV here, but that's okay. I mean, it's rum barrel aged. It's actually a pretty cool bottle. If you guys can see that, I think my, uh, screen time is lagging, but that's okay. Um, it's very, it. <laughs> it, it's yeah, it's very delicious. It's very tasty. Um, I thoroughly enjoy this actually. Like it's not too heavy. It's it's kind of just delicious. It's like eating a dessert. Is it like the um? Cause it wasn't a funky booty that was making like a sweet potato and making like a. Uh, ice cream or like a s'mores beer is it like Mm. that or is it just kind of like sweet like you get the cinnamon you get the raisins and you get the vanilla all in separate places like yeah i like it i think it's delicious i i i will say like i I wouldn't want to go to the the pub and drink a whole pint of it you know it's you know it feels heavier than than not but uh it's definitely a tasty tasty beverage so good. first first actual beer I think I've shared on the podcast in over two months. <laughs> now, are you drinking that on the golf course as well, or are you still just drinking your seltzers? Oh, yeah. Seltzers all the way on the golf course, man. There's no way to survive a round if you're not drinking seltzers. Uh, now, question. Drinking... Have you have you dabbled into the uh, the Sweetwater seltzers? Oh, the, the hard water? Or, no, Sweetwater seltzers? I saw them in Publix today for the first time. I've never seen them before. I they had a mango, black cherry... They had mango, black cherry, um, peach, I think, and then they had one other one. It might have just been lemon or lime, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, it was from Sweetwater, which obviously, you know, great craft brewery. Uh, yeah. 420, they have the, uh, the, I think they have fresh, like, they have a bunch of different beers that we, we featured on this show specifically. Uh, they're very good, you know, for a craft brewery. And I think they're like literally in the southeastern United States. So like... They had seltzer. I almost picked it up just to try them, but I don't. I'm not a big seltzer guy, so I'll I'll check them out next time I go to Publix because uh, you know if I can support a craft beer brewery that's also giving uh, or selling seltzers, then I'm all about it. Because right now it's Bud Light, it's you know obviously yeah. uh, uh, White, White Claw, Claw. and Ain't no and then off. you got uh, Corona doing it now. So if they're doing yeah. it and it's right up there, then. Yeah, I didn't, I'll give it a like shot. I, said, I, I didn't. I didn't get them. I didn't. I haven't had them. But I think it was like seventeen bucks for a for a twelve pack of hard seltzers, and they were all like under a hundred calories and five percent alcohol or whatever. So like it was same caliber as the White Claws and all that other shit. So yeah, no, that's comparable. I mean, I think Bud Light's like fifteen, Coronas are sixteen. So yeah, it's worth the extra buck or two. 
Um, should I share right. my other one, or you guys want to share your beer? Yeah, no, no, go for, go for it. I'm I'm not itching the bit unless Laos Man is. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> a good friend of mine brought over a growler from Brew today, and um, it's from Arcane Brewery out in Largo, Florida. It's a triple IPA. I tried to look it up online to see if I could get a rundown on exactly what's in it. It's ten and a half percent, and just thick delicious cloudy (laughs) triple ipa um they always arcane does a great job with their beers i would say i'm trying to think of something to compare it to man to be honest with you it's juicy it's fruity it's fresh it doesn't even taste like it's ten and a half percent like that's it's it's definitely seductive in that sense so Mm -mm. yeah seductive is a good word Seductive is a great word. Well, you don't use seductive for, uh, you know, 6% beer. You use it for a 10.5% because you don't know when it's going to hit you. Probably by the end of the podcast, we'll know how seductive it is. I was about to say, yeah. It'll hit you. Hey, Rye Guy, you're you're not making any sense. Yeah, I know. I'm done. (laughs) So seductive. (laughs) Ted seductive. (laughs) Thinking, uh, uh, we're well, closing out this show. Yeah. Well, we'll see who closes it out, uh, I guess, when we get there. But, Mr. Osman, what would you bring? Uh, so, I just, I, I went with one that I just always seem to love. I went with the Voodoo Ranger Imperial. Mm, I love it. It's great, and there's nothing wrong with it, and it's perfect as an Imperial. Done. Mm. It's good. Done. And, and well, uh, how, on the low scale, let's get it. Oh, no, I just did it. It's good. Like a very positive, upbeat. It's, it's good. good. So it's just, it's just, yeah. yeah it's That's just, a solid it's just very good. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I mean, I don't do a whole lot of crazy Imperials or anything like that, but I like this one. I keep coming back for more. Clearly I like it, whether I'm even lying about it or not. I like it. It's good. Mm. It's good. I like it. Good. That's good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you enjoy it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it is, it is a quality beer. I mean, I, I went with something kind of standard too, but I actually started a little bit differently because I went with the Sierra, our unofficial uh, sponsor, Sierra Nevada. Um, they have a new four-way IPA uh, variety pack. Mm. And it's I don't know if it's the four-way IPA. I think it's just their, their new seasonal. Again, I saw this in Publix uh, a couple of days ago when I got it. But one of the it, there was the 40th, which we've had before, the 40th anniversary. We already talked about this year. Um, there was the Sierra Nevada, the the Pale Ale standard, which is always you know great. There was the Torpedo, which again is amazing, and then there was this little ditty here called the Hot Bullet. And I don't know if either one of you guys have had this before. Hot Bullet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, have yeah. you ever had a Hot Bullet? Okay. Yep. So I don't think I've ever seen this like in a six pack or by itself, but with that seasonal four pack, um, I just got it because that was the one that spoke to me. The Hot Bullet is a double IPA. I think it's like eight percent. Um, it's not terribly spicy or, or anything. If you if you like the the torpedo, it's very it's very similar in my opinion. But um, I don't know. There's a little bit more kind of like I guess citrus to it. Um, it doesn't taste anything you know crazy like uh, some of the West Coast you know kind of IPAs where they get real juicy and they get real like like citrusy. Um, this one doesn't really have it. It's hot bullet, I'm guessing, because it's so hot forward. It, it is a little bit more spicy than most. But again, it's not overpowering. It's not like I, I took a couple sips and like, oh my God, it's so strong. I just can't handle it. Because um, sometimes you get that with, with a lot of hot forward kind of beers. But um, this one, no, just fine. 
8% alcohol, I think, and um, 55 IBUs. So, yeah, pretty pretty standard. For, I'd say it's a very, very drinkable double IPA if you've never had one before. I don't. Have you guys actually seen this like by itself on, on the shelves? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, Pulp you should packs. see my 7-Eleven. I mean, I talk about it all the time. <laughs> Your goddamn 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys do it right. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> you should go meet that guy when it's not COVID-related and shake his hand because he's doing a... a Good thing, dude. And Donnie, he's doing the Lord's work, yeah. and that's a great, fantastic beer too. So, anytime you can get it, put your hands on it, man. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it like I said, it's very good. Like what I like about these is because you know we get to like the eight percenters or like even you know we talk about Cigar City and Copper Tail and, and some of their really hyper local beers, but like when they get up there, like, these doubles and like you said, Ryan, you've got a triple. It's um it's hard to to like be able to suggest one to somebody that doesn't love you know doubles and triples and, and heavy IPAs because <clears throat> excuse me typically they get very undrinkable very quickly and for one to be a you know readily available almost anywhere sold in your local grocery store and or Laos's Seven Eleven um, you know it's tough to find. Um, the higher gravity kind of really hoppy ultra double IPAs that they can still drink like all the time and not not feel like you're swallowing soup. So um, so I appreciate them. So that's it. Yeah. Good times. Um, all right. So anything else, boys? Anything else you want to talk about before we move on? Anything you're going to drink, Ryan? Are you any more beer fest news? Are you brewing anything at the moment? Um, I am going to be joining the uh, uh, Pasco event again this year. I've got a uh, figure out which beer I'm going to brew. Like, that's a hard decision. Um, of course, the jalapeno IPA. Something with jalapeno, yeah. <laughs> and I'll probably make another crafted cocktail with the the vodka and the cranberry. Or was it? Was it? I can't remember what it was. Pineapple, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, that'll be in October. So uh, more news coming soon. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll post some information about it on the Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook page. And uh, hopefully you guys can come out if you're in the Bay Area. Hopefully it's not postponed due to covid either so we'll we'll yeah. see yeah how, when's the last time you talked to them uh last week i want to say you know all, all is all is go i mean yeah from what the guy said so we'll see yeah yeah i wonder <laughs> when like those will start back up again because like you gotta imagine like it's it's not those i mean it's like any beer fest it's like there there's obviously sensitivity to it but um you know, you got to imagine that everybody's safe and, and using masks and socially distancing. I mean, like the one we were at in Lando Lakes, it was never like there was a crowd, you know, like there wasn't like we were ever, you know, swamped or whatever. There was just a constant flow of people, but there wasn't like a line. Yeah. You know, which, which you've seen at some beer fest. Remember, you know, most of the ones that Scar City puts on. Yeah. Um, it gets packed, like very packed. Great American Beer Fest. That was shoulder to shoulder a lot Jeebus, of Jeebus, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's... that was crazy. But that, 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 besides those kind of like unique and like super big ones, you know, maybe maybe they still can just do everybody cool and just be calm and keep your masks on, I guess, when you're not drinking beer. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, at least before March of 2021, things will get some regularity back to yeah. it you know uh for yeah. florida craft beer week and ah uh, it's a it's a really strange time still we're we're still talking about it we're still living it we're still in it um and who knows who knows yeah 
I'm sure. I mean, I, I, like, I'm sure again, all this stuff will kind of blow over. And, and when people do it correctly and do it safely, I think that you can still do a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, you know, we, we find that uh, that is true, specifically with this event in October, which sounds crazy. But yeah, um, you know, it may not be resigned. It may not be up by then. I don't. I don't know. Well, I, I, I do, Donnie. I have a lot of faith in humanity. But at the same time, there's a turn <laughs> signal on every vehicle that's on the road <laughs> and people don't know how to use it. So that's true. Well. But to, to to just slightly off throw that a little bit, uh, so a buddy of mine went to SeaWorld um, with his family, and he was expecting, he was like, do you guys want any, like, Corona? I can bring you back some. I guarantee I'm going to get some. He was severely doubting it, like, the safety of that. But he said he went, and they were top-notch. You know, of all places, SeaWorld, they were absolutely top-notch. He said they hmm. were just anywhere you went, everything was being wiped down, clean, sterilized, everyone's spacing out, everyone's required to wear masks. No one was breaking the rules. I mean, he said it was just a really, you know, actually surprisingly enjoyable time. So, well, same with same with Universal. Like, I would I would love to go to Universal right now because there's nobody there. Like, yeah. and Disney is cutting the hours back because there's not there's 2,500 people in Epcot on a random day, which means there there's there's it's never been that those numbers haven't been there since like you know the, the 70s or whatever when they opened. So, um, it's it's wild, man. It's absolutely insane. But but that's that you know that's kind of the state we're in. So. Um, is it a good time to, to go take advantage of some of that stuff? I guess when you're talking about theme park stuff and they are taking really good care of it, yeah. But hopefully all that stuff will set the precedent for the smaller events and smaller venues like what Ryan's talking about and trying to do for you know, a yeah. good cause yep. and, um, and hopefully give us a little bit of um, a little bit of reprieve, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, sure. some of that stuff's like fun to go to right now. Just I'm need sure. one step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a bunch of small steps. As long as we just are all safe and sanitized and cautious, I think it'll be fine. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not to um, not to you know continue down the trend, but there there is you know a bit of a trend. And as we move into the um, the, the past, our, our what are you drinking? What are you going to drink? Segment. You know, we always start off with some beer news. And so, um, Ryan, I know you've got a story that we can get into in a second, but I just want to briefly highlight uh, the Brewers Association mid year survey that came out. Um, in August, so so literally just this month, a few days ago, um, you know, no, normal stuff. Beer sales have declined. Total craft beer down ten percent, which which makes sense from 2019. Got it. I think that we were on an extreme upward curve from 2019, uh, so that's good uh, that that we only have gone that that low. Uh, by the end of the year, they're estimating it could be about 50% down year over year, which is, again, understandable when you're talking about off-premise beer sales and things like that. Um, more people are actually drinking local craft beer from their grocery stores. So that, that is uplifting um, while they're staying at home, which is great. Um, talk about local bre- beers, you know, breweries, excuse me, closing and starting up. And this is a known fact that we've had for a while, but 8,200 craft breweries as of June 30th. Um, the Brewers Association, I think, as COVID kind of broke out, they expected that 46% of those may close. I think that number is still uh, pretty high. That that estimate was pretty high, that, that 46% would close. I don't think that many will close. I think that there are a lot that are starting up, and I think that some will close, but I don't think we're going to lose 4,000 breweries. I mean, what do you guys think when you when you read through that article? Yeah, uh, I, I think that that number is definitely a little high. Um, now that we're kind of on the other side of the initial everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, no one knew what to expect. I mean, for Christ's sake, yeah. toilet paper went MIA. <laughs> like, yeah. What? what? 
<laughs> Does anyone remember stockpiling toilet paper? And now you just no one stock. No one should have stockpiled it because you're a jerk if you did. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I'm just. I didn't stockpile it because it's I just me. It's just yeah, me and my girlfriend. So I'm you like, couldn't find it. <laughs> fine. I'm like, if we need some, guess what? Let's just go to Denny's. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> it's not a thing we should freak out about. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So, but that did happen. I mean, that's weird. I mean, it's weird times. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it'll 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 be interesting to see what happens with the the smaller breweries that are starting up or even have been small for a while. Um, you know, I could think of one off the top of my head like Cooney. You know, uh, smaller brewery relies on people coming into to the to the brewery for you know draft beers and things like that. Um, but a lot of the, I think a common theme throughout, you know, human nature is improvise, adapt, and overcome. And I can point out liquid garage you know they filed to be able to sell hot dogs on premise so now they're able to have people come in you can buy a hot dog and then you can you know get your beer and, and everything else so it's the ones that can adapt the ones that can get the the um to be able to serve food and, and things of that nature uh, you don't necessarily need to build the kitchen you know um but if they can adapt and and do it the right way i think we'll we'll see those numbers uh, not be as as large as what might be predicted based on some of this information. Um, you know, I think even Craft Life has uh, uh, the ability to. Well, they're they're getting food trucks now, so there's there's that. So, um, the one thing I can say, and I can I can attest to this, is uh, Phil just came back from Ocala, and there was a brewery that he stopped at in or stopped in at, and uh, they were only filling sixty four ounce growlers you know you got to have a little bit of an option if you can sell a 32 versus a 64 that's great i don't want to spend you know 35 bucks on a 64 ounce growler that's you know ridiculous um if you can can or even crowler that's a good a good way to get it out out the door as well so just keep improvising keep keep adapting keep overcoming and maybe uh it won't be as bad as what uh it may have been originally predicted well, and that was like what you said, because you, you also have a whole bunch of stuff. And I, I totally agree with you. They've got to evolve and they've got to get, you know, kind of better or get one step ahead as fast as they can. But mm-hmm. the, the example that we have in this article here was that um, from Austin Beer Works about, you know, every beer that you buy comes with a $2 chips and salsa and then $2 off of your beer. So, like, they're they're getting away with it regulatory by meeting hey. the, uh, the, gov- the Texas governor's 51% food requirement for regulation of bars and restaurants. You know, through some sort of, you know, obviously, like, they, uh, there's a tweet here from Austin Beer Works, and it says, To ensure we stay compliant with the governor's 51% food requirement, all on-premise beer purchases now come with a $2 chips inside, chips and salsa side, along with a $2 discount on beer. And then, in quotes, isn't that just free chips and salsa? End quote. No, it definitely isn't, especially <laughs> if we're audited. So... I think things like that are where they're getting in, you know, improvi- improvising well and evolving quickly and adapting efficiently. But to your point, Ryan, you, you mentioned specifically at the beginning of your statement, like, you know, the small breweries is what you should be worried about. And I agree, like the small guys are what I'm most worried about, escape brewing, um, you know, 610. Some of the guys that just don't have distribution rights, like I get our distribution available. Like, I understand that. But these craft life these are the guys right like we saw when this stuff first started happening tim was like hey everybody gets peanuts now you buy a beer you get peanuts you inside get peanuts. of your, your with your beer you get a plate of peanuts with your beer it's just what it is now it's food you get a bag of chips like you said 
I remember when this first went out and they were like, you can't go out to bars. The bars are closed. You know, the bar, the restaurants, the breweries are all going to be closed. And you were like, no, I was at Dunedin and I got a bunch of wine and they all came with a bag of Doritos or whatever. Like, that's just what it is. We're like, but that's, you know, that's the state that we're in and, and they're overcoming, they're adapting. But I think the small guys have the nimbleness to do that. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is interesting. I agree. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was like a two dollar bucket of chips or something like that, and then we just sat outside and drank wine. So yeah, <laughs> but and they I think did that's it. yeah, I think that's great, and I think that's like you said the um you know how they're gonna adapt and overcome. So I'm all about it, and I think that that I think Laos said it. You know, we're uh, you can find toilet paper again. You can buy masks now. <laughs> Hand sanitizer isn't as scarce as it was. So, like, I feel like there is, you know, some reprieve coming hopefully very soon. Uh, it's just very bizarre. It's just, it's just odd. But but little breweries and big breweries alike are, are getting I mean, through it. How, so how can you prepare for a situation like we've been in the last four or five months? How how can you prepare? Doomsday prepping. <laughs> you could be in a bunker in Nevada somewhere. I mean, That's as true. fun as that sounds. Nope. Um, That's not fun. <laughs> Stop you right there. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's not something you can prepare for. You know, no, you really can't. You really can't, and uh, and that's that's the problem of it. It's like you would have thought this was a nuke, nuclear bomb that went off, but instead it's just this, you know, the flu that that's just really getting everybody down. So yeah, but it's a real thing, and it's and it's it's changing the way we live for some for the better, some for the worse. But I think there'll be a lot of again a lot of innovation, a lot of really interesting stuff that comes out of this thing, and um, I'm hopeful for a positive resolution to where this thing could go and what our civilization will look like at the end of it. So. Not that it's that dramatic and that scary or whatever. It's not a barren wasteland yet, Donnie. No, it's not. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) I think there's some changes. You should see Nevada. (laughs) We talking Resident Evil Three here? Well, I've had this. I've had this discussion with with a bunch of people because you know I've been in digital my whole life, digital marketing, digital you know business, e-commerce my whole life, and it wasn't until this all happened when like I don't, I no longer have to explain how to like FaceTime or Zoom call or uh webex if you remember webex i mean all kind of google mm. hangout like all the clients and customers and, and and people from a different generation that never understood it they all get it now and i've been like this has been my life for the last 10 years like you guys realize this right this is how business is done this is how you do things like now everybody gets it and it, it took this this pandemic to like force everybody to do it but um but now that we're here like i know it sounds kind of you know scary but it's like I just I appreciate the fact that like we are, we are learning as a as a as a civilization as a, as a as a you know country world really we're learning that you can you can embrace digital and I've just been like banging this drum for so long I'm just happy to see that more and more people are doing it. So. Yeah, you don't work with a, a bunch of uh, older maintenance men, so not not everyone's got it yet. <laughs> Some people are just chugging along. They still yeah. have house phones. Uh, yes. Landlines. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. yeah, I won't even get into the things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys are all cord cutters, right? Like nobody, nobody has cable anymore. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah. No. Nope. Cable. Yeah. The only cable I have is my internet cable. That's yeah. it. And I'm about to upgrade that too. I need better internet. I need more internet. I need as much internet as I can possibly have. <laughs> like it was just like holding his hand. He's like he just wants to suck all the internet into I just his want house. All the internet. <laughs> I want all of it. Oh, that's a great picture. I wish this was being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I just want it all. But but anyways, um, all right. Great, well, 
<laughs> I'm gonna upgrade. I'm gonna upgrade to that gigabit that uh, that our buddy Joe has. Oh boy! So, wait, 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 wait! Tell me more. What? I've got three three gigabytes or three hundred gigabytes. Yeah, four forty, bro. Yeah, I got four forty. Who going, the I'm fuck going. are you guys using? Oh, Spectrum. You give That's your what I have. Talk, mate. Spe- I have <laughs> Spectrum. <laughs> well, anyways, we're not gonna we're not gonna endorse any kind of company for their no no here. no. We'll but just, we'll just call them Spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> I pay ninety bucks a month for three hundred gigabytes. Good oh, Lord. ninety bucks a month! Do they call you in the morning? See, <laughs> what are you guys see if paying? If you want coffee or something, I don't know. I pay sixty-four. <laughs> like, what are you doing? 90? I think you I pay, pay sixty-four dollars 60, yeah. a month, and you have faster internet than I do. Yeah, Dude, I'm, I'm about to upgrade. Dude, call I'm going to call them right now while we're on the podcast. No. Oh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> just just oh, not one of oh, these episodes. I, I will totally. No, you guys no, no, say no. the word. I will make this no, happen. No, word. I'm not saying the word. No, the word is no. I'm not saying that word. The word is no. Yep. Can no, we remember, role play? Remember these, Do you want to role play this? No, no. Remember your standard your standard uh, rolling episode episodic segment that comes and goes where Ryan role plays a phone call that he had where yeah. he bitched at somebody for not having beer or something Publix, one time? you know. Uh, mm-hmm. The the beer was Bogo, bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can role play this called a spectrum right uh-uh, now. Uh-uh. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, don't do that. Save it for another day. Let us. Okay, tell you what, Ryan, you make that call after the podcast. Then we'll talk about it, and then we'll role play it next one. Next on episode. the next podcast. Okay. Yep. Deal. Okay. Let okay. us know how it goes. You'll know uh, how it goes, him. and we'll just so, act it out beforehand. Well, how tell fast you are you guys getting? What? How fast are you guys getting? Dude, I forgot to spell. I forgot how to spell buffering. That's how fast. Wow. I don't even know. I mean, I, I don't seen that in a long time. Much, but I mean, I'm get, I'm getting. I can tell you right now. I get four. I got four twenty seven up right now. That's... I'm, I'm close to that somewhere in there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going for gig. I was thinking though, I, was I want the gig. I want a full gig of internet. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I want instant. So Joe downloaded all of Sea of Thieves in about. 15 minutes hmm? 439 yeah it was uh it's a pretty big game and he got it in about 15 minutes all right that's it i'm done yep. all right well hey wait before you cash out ryan you've got a you've got a story that i want you to uh to give us the insight on it is about irish beer dumping and you've got to deliver it please yeah. lay it on us before we move on to our geek news section which again is primarily uh filler <laughs> yeah so i mean I think here in the U.S., we at least had the ability to still be able to go to restaurants. I think they were even giving away to-go cups or selling to-go cups of beer, things of that nature. And uh, But over in Ireland, that w- it was a different story. I guess they really couldn't go anywhere. And it says, uh, this article was uh, posted by the Irish Post, um, established in 1970, by the way. That's That's very clearly written on their website. Um, <laughs> around 35 million pints of beer went out of date during the COVID-19 situation that they were facing over there because every bar and restaurant was closed across the entire country. So every bar and restaurant, at least here, it was like every bar is closed, but restaurants can do still do to go and you can still take beer and all this other stuff. I think that that's what it was for a little while. So with around 3,500 pubs still waiting to open their doors, a lot less alcohol than usual had been purchased in licensed premise uh, in a uh, licensed premises, you know, for the entire time that they've been on lockdown. So that roughly equates to 400,000 kegs of beer, half of which, half of which were from Guinness. 
Yeah, well. <laughs> so, I mean, we get that. They're, you know, heavily uh, Guinness drinkers over there. But um, uh, they they weren't allowed to serve it, so all the beer went bad. And, it you know, it kind of goes a little bit deeper into the lifespan of beer. You know, lasts approximately four months if it's just sitting in the keg. But then once it's tapped, you really only have a two-week lifespan for the beer to stay fresh. So all that beer at 3,500 different uh, bars and restaurants throughout Ireland had to be dumped. And think of distribution centers. If that's, I don't know exactly how they work over there, but um, it all, it's, it all spoiled, you know? Yeah. So they had to dump all that beer because you know they what couldn't the worst, it. The, the worst part is, and this is, this is <clears throat> like an un, you know, really glorified piece in, in Tim and, and, you know, some of our buddies, uh, that own breweries and that operate breweries can, can speak to this more, more, more so than I can, but you can't, you, you also just can't dump out beer. Like you have to dispose of it. You know what I mean? Like th- there's special drains or special, uh, piping. There's special ways that you have to actually dispose of beer. You can't just pour it down the drain in your bathtub and expect it to go away. It, you can't do that at that at those levels because some of the drains are connected to city water or runoff or wherever it is. So like there's there's legalities, and I don't know if that's the same in Ireland, but I do know from um, talking to my buddy uh, LJ over at the uh, the Big Storm Brewing Company when they did their St. Pete location, which I know you've been to before, Ryan. It was. Yep. It was a major. It was a major deal because their drainage situation is hmm. what. Um, not only did they get audited for upon like construction of the brewery, but it was like just building it themselves because of the low lying land. It was like tough to do. So like that's again, it's probably not the same in, in Ireland. But but I remember what, what one thorn in his side was was significantly about when they had to dispose of or run off of beer and. Um, Again, not being able to just pour it down the drain is a big deal. <laughs> and, yeah. and I get why you can't, specifically here, again, in St. Pete, very much, you know, understood because it's it's so low-lying. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, all of it's crazy. And if you're, if you're blowing through that much beer just down straight down the drain, like, Jesus, freaking nuts. Yeah, yeah you'd, nuts. if you did that around here, you'd wind up with, like, a bunch of drunk turtles. And they'd be <laughs> like, you know what? Today, I'm going to run. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it just it would probably totally mess with the entire environment. The whole thing would just be messed up. <laughs> I'm getting out of the shell today, dude. Today, I mean, yeah, I, today, I mean, I'm getting out of the shell today. I'm, today. I'm gonna go fast. <laughs> like, and there's, yeah, yeah, it'd be as a homebrewer, but I was ugh. gonna say as a, as a as a home brewer, I don't know how many gallons of beer I've dumped down the drain and gotten a bunch of turtles drunk with. Like, I didn't even think about that. It, I just. Well, Dump it well, down like, the drain see, sometimes. But see, like again, like city water and stuff goes into the the city water processing plants. So, like mm. wherever your wastewater goes to, it, it is processed accordingly. And like the five gallons are not even, which I'm sure you don't dump dump your whole five gallon batch. But only if it's bad, which it, yeah. that hasn't happened. But that that wouldn't <laughs> that wouldn't affect it. What it is when you have thirty five thousand gallons out of your big you know bright tank or something that went bad or or. Yeah you know, your staging area or your tap room or whatever, like you can't, you know, you can't expect that that's not going to make some sort of a, of a, of an impact on the ecological kind of setup. So that's why they have those things le- legally, you know, kind of defined. And so um, I, I, le- I remember hearing that a long time ago, probably two or three years ago. And I was with LJ at the brewery, you know, in St. Pete and he was walking me through kind of what happened and what, how it went down and, and all the new stuff they put in. And it was, it was just crazy, but um, yeah, man, it's wild. It's wild stuff, but it's it's real. The struggle is real. 
Well, so to to finish up this part of the segment here, uh, in in being that we just talked about how to dispose of it, uh, breweries such as Diego and Heineken are expected to claim over twenty million in tax uh, from the rev- from uh, the revenue office as long as they destroy the spoiled beer safely and securely. So they must also have methods in place for exactly what we just talked about. Yeah. Um, and also ensure that it's not uh, consumed by humans. So no dumping the kegs off to the side just to sell it to somebody. Um, in another Which part is what Laos always looked forward to. He was like, <laughs> yeah. oh. remember that? He was like, you just give me, you just give me some of that beer. Yeah, just first wait line, for it to really. fall off the truck. <laughs> yeah. First in line, well, just back them up, boys. I got a bathtub here. I got a five-gallon bucket over there. Let's just make this work. Guinness, was- Guinness, though, it says um, the spoiled beer did not go to waste. I guess back in June, Guinness promised to use the recalled kegs to fertilize the year's Christmas trees, and uh, they've been true on their word. So Guinness is turning it around and trying to pay it forward in whatever method they're using to <laughs> fertilize Christmas trees. <laughs> Now we got a bunch of now we got a bunch of drunk Christmas trees going. I, I think well. this year I'm going to be a palm tree. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of a lot of tilted trees this yeah, year in say, Ireland. Well, give me your best drunk Christmas tree, but you already did it. <laughs> so, uh, hmm. the, 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 I love the last line of this. I just have to read it. The rest of the 35 million pints of unused beer will be used in the production of animal feed. So there will be some happy cows around the place in the next few months. So yeah. <laughs> it sounds doom and gloom. I'm sure it's, you know, for as many years that all these breweries have been uh, making beer, I'm sure we'll make up for it. But still a shame, you know, yeah. Yeah. still a shame. 300 or 35 million pints of beer. That's that's a lot that's of beer. That's a lot. That's, a, that's one beer for every, what, for half of every unemployed person that there is in the United States right now. That's for free. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's rough. Ooh. It's a lot of beer. It's, it's a lot, lot of beer. beer. Yep. Here's your half a pint, sir. <laughs> um, all right. Shit. Well, that was that was pretty good. And I know that we've we've you know, we don't normally spend as much time on the uh, on the craft beer section, but man, that was um couple interesting you know really engaging stories so thank you guys for that and, and i appreciate you sharing that story ryan it's it's nuts um but taylor v such is life right now it's just a wild time for everybody so yeah uh, moving on anybody else anybody else got anything else for the the beer section there before we move on to the uh, geek news drink it all and sit on back. drink more beer no, drink more beer yeah, yeah it's true do it all right you're not working just drink <laughs> well, if you're not working, well, you should still try to. Anyways, uh, I know, I know, yeah. I know. I know. I know I'm not being insensitive. I'm not being in- <laughs> indirectly. I'm not. I'm you're not, not working. Anything. Drink some beer. Like, Jesus, oh, man. Day drinking away, people. Big day drink now. away. Oh God. Oh God. All right. Well, anyways, we're we're walking into the or stumbling into the uh, the geek news section. Drink it on in. Send it on back. Um, first thing, just want to give a quick touch base on the Sea of Thieves as we've been hinting on now for oh. three three episodes. Lostman, still loving it? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, I'm going to give that uh, four thumbs up. Two for me and two for my cat because he's even yeah. enjoyed it. I mean, it's just it's just been fantastic. Like that game. It has been. It's just so good, and I know I'm so I'm late. You, like we are so late to the party on this one, but no, it's it's just now a full game. Remember, they've been working on it for two years. It is now a full game. That's what it is. It's it's well, a full game, and they update it regularly. Correct. Yes, you are correct. Um, the 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 polished version that we have today is is just glorious. I imagine there were a lot of a lot of pitfalls and perils and whatnot on the uh, the initial upswing there, but man, just just such a good game. 
really enjoying it. Every single day I play that. It is a 100% different and unique situation that I was not expecting. And so, and Ryan, you'll appreciate this too because this is not, I agree with Voss completely, 100%, but this is not, um, and again, this is not anything spoiler or anything like that, but there is what they have, which this is the most unique thing I've ever heard about this game is that they also have a copy of the game that is for, it's called the Insider Program. And I'm, I'm, I've been involved for the last three weeks now and the Insider Program is essentially a beta build that runs simultaneously with the actual game. So the game is running at all times. But they release all the new features on the Insider program, and then all the insiders can test it and provide feedback in real time. And there's like hundreds of thousands of people that have this Insider build. So I have two copies of the game on my computer. One is the Insider, one is the actual game. And you play the Insider for one hour a week, and you get extra stuff in the real game. But while you do that, you test out all the new features on the Insider build, and they get pushed immediately in the next output of the game. So when they update the game every month, they're taking direct feedback from real-time users and funneling it back into the real game. It's hmm. amazing. But so I have two copies of this stupid game on my <laughs> computer. It's a hundred gigs, literally a hundred gigs of, of just this one game. But I'm using the insider build to test all the new features like um, Ashen Lords and the uh, the 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 uh, Flameheart update. All that stuff came out on the insider build first, and then they rolled into the other game. I've never been involved in part of the development process of a game like this because. You play the insider build, and you test all this crap out, and then you provide feedback, and then it, boom, next month, it's it's live. And if you're like, hey, I don't like how this thing works, they take that feedback, they consolidate it, and they process it into an actual polished version for the real game. It's hmm. amazing because you're actually influencing a game that is still being updated and created and morphed and formed and, and evolving as you're playing it. It's amazing. So like, That's pretty cool. It's a really it's a really cool thing. And also, you can, you can download it too. The problem is that, like, you know, money and, and stuff that you get on the insider one doesn't transfer over. It's just like, you know, you're doing it for fun to help the game out. So right. it's really cool, but I've never been involved in that type of development process with a game that's being updated in real time. So I that's continue awesome. to be impressed with this game. It's, it's really neat. Uh, in that same vein for this same game, didn't mean to rhyme there. Um, basically, uh, there's one thing that I'm actually very uh, impressed by as well. Uh, so they actually, there is a phobia, and forgive me, I'm blanking on the name of it. There's a phobia of being underwater. And this game has actually taken that into consideration. I have a feeling it's, I read the article just the other day. I have a feeling it's partially in part to some of that testing or whatnot. Uh, basically, you, there is a mode where you can set it so you don't go underwater. Like, even if you fall into the ocean, which is inevitable when your boat sinks, when you're being maybe a few beers in and trying to command people in the wrong direction and whatnot, won't name names, but um, <laughs> uh, you won't fall. If you fall in the water, you won't go under the water. And that that's actually really, really cool. I thought that was just a very unique um, thing that they could kind of bake into the game if people really, really wanted that. So that's it, really nice of them to think of that. But, well, uh, I'm sure that, that people are, are sick and tired of hearing about Sea of Thieves because we, we are just now, again, two two years late at the party. But, man, it's it's still evolving, and it, it is, it's just stupid fun. It's just stupid yep. fun. It's soothing. We've already talked about it. Like, talk about it until the cows come home. But, but Ryan, any other comments before we move on to our next topic? Because I think the next one you've got a, a good handle on. I do have a good handle on it, but, uh, no, I, I think that sounds freaking You've got to get on this, man. we got to get you. We're going to get you an Xbox for your, for your birthday. Or <laughs> we'll get you one. Gently used. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, it's coming your way soon. We'll we'll save up. We'll we'll pull the pull the bros. We'll my, get you. We'll get your uh, next box. 
34th birthday is in about uh, 10 months. So that sounds good. All right. That's good. Maybe Christmas then. I think it's just been <laughs> renamed to 30 birth. By the way, I just have to say, I think that these high octane beers are kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> I'm well, just, good. I'm just saying. I'm just going to no, say no, that no. right now. Well, that's great because now you're going to lead this next segment. Go ahead, Ryan. What was the topic that you brought to the table this evening? Yeah. So. I know we talked about it on at least the last cast, maybe the cast before, and my passion for Magic the Gathering. Well, guess what, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? It is fucking here. And oh, yeah. What so is it, Ryan? I, uh, it's it's available on Mac now, so I don't have to buy a Windows computer or anything like that. Um, Although you, you could to, if you wanted to play Sea of Thieves. I still could. I still could. <laughs> I still could. Uh, basically, what you have to do is you have to download this thing, uh, this platform called Epic Games. And once you down the platform, you also then have to download the Epic Games Game Launcher. I don't know why they have two platforms. doesn't make any sense. doesn't matter. The game is now available on Mac, and I can play it. The, the graphics are amazing. The speed is fast. I don't have to, any lag time or anything like that, and I am happy as a lark. So <laughs> That's good. So, that's, Ryan, just, just to recap, it right there. That's, just to recap that's the what, what is Magic the Gathering? What is this thing that just came to Mac? I'm sorry. you got to just refresh my memory. And for those <laughs> of us that have also only heard about Sea of Thieves, what, God, is, what is Magic the Gathering? Where do I even start? Magic the Gathering is a game that's been around 30, since... 30,000 square foot. Give me, give me a 30,000 foot view. I'm sorry. It's a, game that's been, it's a is, card game that's been around since the 90s. So if you've ever played Pokemon, you know it takes energy cards to bring out a certain Pokemon and then evolve them and then use their attacks. Same concept applies to Magic the Gathering, except they did it first, um, where you Whoa, have to use well, mana cards, and there's mountains, there's forests, there's swamp, there's islands, and then there's plains to bring out certain creatures to play certain sorcery, instants, enchantments, things of that nature, and you start off with 20 life between each people, or each player, and you literally have to destroy your opponent using your cards in your deck, and it's fun. It's fun. It's strategic. It's it makes you think. It makes you get outside of the norm, and then you're faced with a challenge, kind of like a regular video game. You know, just because it's online or if you're playing in cards, it's just like a regular video game. You just have to know how the cards work within your deck. Sometimes you don't always get the hands or the cards that you want. Sometimes you're you're mana wealthy, or sometimes you're creature wealthy, and you have no mana to play anything. You're like, I could totally destroy you, but I have no enter or no land cards to play. So. It's a strategy game. You can design your own decks, or you can go based on what other people have designed, and you can you can play. And, and uh, it's about how you play your hand. So it's not always reactive. It's always like I gotta think three turns ahead to set this up because I want to get there. But then at the same time, you don't know what's in your play uh, your opponent's deck. You know, and there are some wicked crazy cards that are out there right now that just do all sorts of crazy things because they keep evolving the game. But uh, uh, you know, it, it, you can you can play fast to kill, or you can play slow, have one life, and then kill. Like it's just crazy how the game unfolds sometimes. And you're just and like, so what is- I was up thirty five points. Where the fuck did this come from? Like that's <laughs> that's you're just like stuck with your dick in your hand at that point. You know. It's Maybe okay. that's not radio uh, quality yeah, well, <laughs> verbiage. We're not there, on radio, but... so that's all right. It should be stuck I, on the radio. I said you're just stuck with your deck in your hand. There you go. There you go. Uh... Your got it. Yeah. Yeah, like, your deckhead. It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Deckhead. But it's fun. And uh, again, it's all about strategy. It's all, And then you kind of learn how, to, how, how you play, how the other players are playing. And uh, I like it. There's 
there's an interface and there's an, or, or, or like an interaction between you and the other uh, opponent too, but they give you prompts. It's like either nice game or hello or, you know, that's it. You can't type anything other than, you know, whatever the prompts say on the little the little cloud things that pop up. Um, so, yeah, it's a fun game. And I've played it on and off since I was a kid. So... So, so the new update is what? Now they, they've enabled you to play it on Mac? Yeah, yeah, which is great because I, I love my Mac. My, my Windows computer is old. I was going to get a new one uh, based on our conversation last time, Laos, and, uh, you know, or last man. And uh, it's, just, it's just cool to be able to not only play that, but then have my daughters play it as well. Like, I'll, I'll bring them in and I'll show them how, how to do certain things and, you know, there's a lot of reading involved, there's strategy involved, and it really gets the mind going to how to uh, to how to win. And That's at the end awesome. of the day, we all want to win. Like, you guys want to play, uh, what's the other game we just talked about? The Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. You guys yeah. want to win. Like, it, it makes you think. So, like, think of Sea of Thieves where you're like, I could stay on course and I could go after what I'm supposed to go after, but <laughs> I could do this side thing and go get more treasure, and then all of a sudden you're just attacked. It it's very similar. It's just cards. Yeah, you know. It reminds me. It reminds me of the the Witcher game, right? Gwent, right? That's the same thing. It's mm. like it's a game within that. That's a game within that actual game. But like, it's yeah. very similar. Like, and I love that. I, I love that card game. It's it's so much fun. So absolutely, that's good. Man. I think I think Donnie, I think you would pick up Magic really well uh, based on Gwent. Yeah. yeah. So so if, if people are going to play with you, how do they? Do you have a screen name or how do they play with you or how can they uh, join your game? I'm not sure how the feature works to seek people out. I think it's really just it loads you into a platform and then you just get paired with somebody. So there's Got not it. I don't know I don't know if it's that advanced yet to just say, "Oh, I want to play against one specific person." I haven't at least I haven't uh done that yet. So maybe yeah, well, it's there. We- I just don't know where to find the feature. Well, hey, if anybody knows, you know, leave a comment, leave a leave a, a note here. This always goes out to the um to I post on my Twitter, the Brewmasters Club at at Twitter. Um, you can leave a comment there, or um or you know respond on that one, or you can actually go to the Facebook group Crappers Geek News and uh, and and tag that tag Ryan if you want to like see if you can actually find him to play because you you sound like you you what's your is it ranked? Are you like a ranked player, or is there just like can people? <laughs> In the beginning, starting off, you you basically get trained. It, it, it reteaches you. So, yeah, you have to go through a, a beginner's phase. I'm past that now to where I'm playing other people that have these crazy, amazing decks, and I'm just like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Uh, but then they also have online tournaments. They have, uh, uh, what do they call those things? It's like a draft party where they uh, open up different cards. And, like, you can follow things on Facebook and YouTube where people are literally live drafting cards and creating decks, and then they're playing with those decks that they just make off the whim. So it's interesting. Yeah. It's fun. Yes. Everybody out there, please track down Ryan. There's a thousand mana bounty on his head. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I will mail you the mana. <laughs> oh, just, it's just a goo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like a wet envelope. Yep, I don't know how Dude, to man is expensive. The mana. Yeah, man is expensive, man. I don't know how to do it, but I'll make it happen. Thousand mana bounty on like, Rai guys. I, I I ordered a box of a thousand magic cards that has not one mana in it. 
Wow. Just for 60 or 40 bucks, I got a thousand different cards. I was going through, I was like, all right, this card could be good. This card. Where the fuck's the mana? Like, I was, you know, just going to play around with the card. And just, it's it's fun. Like, I've always loved cards, whether it be football, Pokemon, Magic, whatever. I've always loved cards. And it's, it's just, uh, for me, it's like, when you guys talk about, and I mean, I love Super Mario Kart, but it's like when you guys talk about Super Mario Kart, you know, that's yeah. the same way I feel about Magic. That's yeah. awesome. So is there an actual, so you can play a real, like it's a real, I guess it was a real card game before it was the game game, the online game, but you can play, like, do you anticipate going back and like when they actually allow things like that to happen, you go back and actually play a hard card game? Yeah, no, I mean, I would totally be down to play a hard card game. Um, I still, I still love playing the card games i mean i don't know i i used to play at uh like comic book shops and yeah you know, I do tournaments about. and stuff like that yeah. that was many many years ago um i think i like this version of it because a there's there's no investment i mean yeah. you literally it's it's free you can pay but then you also earn packs along the way and you can re- restack your deck a little bit so yeah, there is a paying method, and but the cards are all digital, so they're not going to translate over into an actual like gameable in-person use. Um, that I just like it. Hound won't eat any. Of the I just cards. like it because it's if if I feel like I just don't want to Facebook anymore, or, like I've done reading for the day, like I can just log in, play, and the investment's really minimal, just time at that point. Uh, yeah. Playing in person would be awesome. It's. Uh, just something that might take a little while. I mean, there are people out there that craft these amazing decks. Like, they have all the cards that are needed to just destroy you in, like, four turns. So that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, with your with your 1,000 with your thousand cards that you, you purchased a while ago, could you could you host a deck? Could, you, could we come over and, like, play a game? Uh, I need mana. If Louse Man's got 1,000 mana, bring him over. <laughs> that's the bounty. It's not for you. It's to get you killed <laughs> in the game. Well, we'll have to uh, we'll have to put a maybe pin in that. maybe want... we could do like a like an online time where we can I can screen share the game and just like a Google Hangout screen put on share the, Twitch. the game. You just put on the Twitch, and show you or the Twitch, and just yeah. show you what it's all about. Yeah, please do that. That sounds good. No, that sounds awesome. I mean, I know this was relatively light on t- terms of good geek news. We're just kind of geek- geeking out on stuff that we like. I'm and geeking, we've been out. geeking out enough about the, <laughs> the the sea of thieves and whatnot, and we've geeked out about. Battlefront and the dudgies and all the stuff that we've done in the past, but like I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of interested. I, I'd be interested to play a game if you could ever make if we could make something like that work sometime. I don't know, but we'll have to. I'll have to just put a pin in it and, and see what we can do it. Absolutely, I would love yeah. that. I would, lo- and I'm probably going to play as soon as this podcast is over because I've got more <laughs> beer to drink and my bedtime is not till ten thirty. So, <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, anything else, boys? I mean, I know it's been relatively, again, light on the geek news. I know we don't have, there's not a ton going on. Joe did really good coverage of uh, Comic-Con. I won't spoil anything that he said. Uh, this week's actually, um, this week in Geek, was was I just put out this morning. So um, check that out for some more news. If you want to know about movies and, and all this stuff that's going on. There's been some weird kind of announcements in movies that, that he talked about and he covers every week, which is fantastic. And I love the work that Joe does for, for the podcast Absolutely. and for what we do. But oh, yeah. um, it's, a, it's a bunch of fun. I mean, I'm excited to see that movies are starting to be ramped up again. They're starting production again. So 
you know, this six month hiatus that we've had where no movies have came out and, and even video games have been delayed, you know, and, and delayed their release. It's, it's been a weird time for, for almost all things geek news, but, um, you know, there's still, there's still passion projects that we all are finding. And I know that I've been knocking on that, that stack of shame. I got the last of us and beat the Witcher and all that kind of stuff. Very impressive things. I'm sure to the, the average listener, but, um, yeah, it's, it's been a weird time, but I think we're getting through it just fine. And, and you know, we're, Hopefully we're on the outside of this thing, and, and I don't know. You guys got anything else? Uh, yes, I had one slight thing. that Lay it on us. Well, I will be bumping to the Facebook group, um, and it's something that I didn't I, – I bet it's a little on the old side. I think it's about a year or two old, but I just recently stumbled onto the channel, a uh, YouTube channel. Um, again, I'll, I'll go ahead and put it on the Facebook group, but it's, the video that caught my eye that drew me in was called The Longest – or the long warthog from Halo 1. Hmm. And I kind of went down a rabbit hole to anyone who's played Halo 1. Donnie, I know you did. Ryan, you probably have some exposure, not a whole lot, um, to Halo 1 on that would have been the original Xbox and back in the day and early 2000s. Yeah. Eh. Might have played it once. I All love right. it. Fair enough. <laughs> I've always loved it. Some of us have lost weeks to that. Some of us have played it once, and that's perfectly fine. I mean, it was, you know, to each his, his or her own. But um, but this gentleman has taken Halo 1 to the next level in terms of modding. So that apparently the technology involved in making Halo 1 and um, just rendering it and modding it and, you know, creating all sorts of, uh, like, surfaces and animations and whatnot, having everything track well and actually look like a legit thing. Uh, apparently it's very simple for Halo 1. And so to a seasoned modder, and again, I'll link the video. Uh, a gentleman was able to get inside the code of the game and make some ridiculous changes to the multiplayer. Um, so, for instance, something a Jeep-like vehicle that used to, uh, called the Warthog, uh, that used to sit about three people, one on the chain gun in the back, one in passenger, and one driver, he was able to make the stretch limousine versions of this. Nice. And take it to the next level. And then also modify it in the transverse way. So it, it gets really out of hand, but um, really cool video. And I will be, uh, again, I'll be putting that in the uh, that sounds Facebook awesome. group. But uh, the longest warthog. Donnie, I know you got to be kind of kind of intrigued by that. They also, same gentleman also goes on to uh, explain how you can pilot a Pelican, which is a flying dropship um, in the game. All sorts of cool stuff. So more to follow on that. But again, just a really neat video that I'd like to shine, shed a little light on for the uh, rest of our group. Sorry, did you yeah. say shed a little light or shit a little light? <laughs> nope, shed a little just light. Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. You, you cheeky dickhead, deckhead, whatever you are, Tom, <laughs> holding your decks in your you hands. Deckhead. You shed. Dickhead. Shed. But it's a good video. I have no, recommend. That's good. Well, I'll check it out there on the, on the group there. But yeah, I encourage anybody that that um hasn't yet joined or, or at least tried to join the uh, the Facebook group. Craft Brews Geek News, we get a lot of good stuff there, man. It's a lot of fun. And um, I think we, we post stories like this all the time, and it's just it's a blast. So highly encourage anybody that wants to get a hold of us there. Um, but, boys, anything else before they wrap it up for the night? Nope. All right. Nope. Well, um, again, I think we've plugged the Facebook group a million times now. Facebook Facebook group, Craft Brews Geek News. Make sure you, you check us out there. You can find me um, on Twitter at Brewmasters Club. Uh, our Twitch is Craft Brews and Geek News. YouTube is also Craft Brews Geek News. We are posting almost every Friday and Saturday night when we go online to um, to game, whether we play uh, Battlefront 2. Uh, sometimes we do it with a little picture-in-picture. Sometimes we do it just the live stream. 
Uh, we're doing a lot of Sea of Thieves, obviously, because that game is, is just so interesting and fun. Uh, we're, we're posting a lot, and th- there's a ton on there. So check us out there. Hopefully, Ryan, you can get um, your Magic Gathering on there as well. Either way, we'll try to post all the links through the Facebook group. But, but uh, Rai Guy, where and what handles can they find you at? <laughs> you guys can still find me at BroodBoy813 on Twitter. I'm barely ever there. But Rai underscore Guy at 813 on Instagram, and of course, the Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook page, which we are always posting. Uh, not a lot of action going on in the world right now, but whatever is good, we'll post it. That's fair. I like it. That's fair. Mr. Lousman, where can they find you? Uh, I can be found at Mr. Lousman on Twitter. Uh, again, I'm always trying to post more and more things, and yet I always have nothing to say at some point. <laughs> All right. Well, um, as we, uh, I think we'll just bring it to a close there. But as we say at the end of every podcast episode, Mr. Rye underscore guy 813. Beer always finds a way. (laughs) (laughs) Hello there. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Or good day, depending on when you're listening. That's right. Good (laughs) time. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers! This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.